there's there's moment in, in everything that you and I have made together. Mm-hmm. There's and this goes deep into you know the the philosophy of music creation, which is that in, in anything that um in just projects that you and I have worked on as an example, like there's moments in all that which is um which the average listener can listen to and, and find comfort in moments in there recognizable sounds recognizable instruments mm-hmm. um song structures that you know they're like oh that's a verse that's a chorus mm-hmm. um but you know we try as much as possible to like push the outer edges of that mm-hmm. but you've got to i mean the reason that you and i wanted to make music in the first place is because we heard other people making music and we mm-hmm. go man that's really cool stuff i want to make yeah. stuff like that and mm-hmm. so just because of the nature of that, we're always going to be borrowing from yeah. existing stuff. You know, there's no such thing as like purely new oh, yeah. sounds or music. It's a constant evolution. But yeah. learning how to kind of push the boundaries of that as much as possible while still, you know. My name is Dooley, and you're listening to The Real You. Thoughts, ideas, and perspectives from the ordinary in all of us. Studio sessions, I feel like, are a great example of that where um, on one side of it, I at times sitting to the sit on my computer. I'm like, I have to go in and export this track and then do like X, Y, Z. Sometimes I can feel like work, but also luckily I I actually kind of like nerding out on those little things. So I do. (laughs) But then there's also, and I feel like we've had this a lot too, where um, like even you've come over, I've gone there, but the joy of you come from this background musically, which is a lot more actually musical and, maybe in some more forms of music that are, uh, Hey, your, uh, your mic cut out. Oh, wait, can you hear me? Okay. But what I was saying though, the finding like joy in what you do basically, right. Um, I yeah. think with, with our, um, take with the studio session stuff, right. You may come from a more classically, my name is Dooley and you're listening to the real guitar, like thoughts, ideas, and background stuff the ordinary um, in all of us. And, you know, I come in sort of figuring out beats on my computer, this and that. And then I've gone into a way <laughs> left field bass, <laughs> like kind of weird bass specifically uh, type of music. But then when we actually go in and, and collab, I feel like it's so fun because I actually like our styles are almost overwhelmingly different. But then there's this bridge of I actually grew up loving all the same stuff I think that you did or like different things. Yeah, like yeah. But then creatively with you to and myself, my ear to it, to take something that I love that you do and then apply it into its own other realm is like, that is the joy of it is, oh no, there's no yeah. rules here. Like we can, there's normal songs and this and that, but I'm actually kind of going for the like, how do we break someone's mind a little bit? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so if that's, if that's the case, it's kind of more fun to just, go in like you're ripping crazy solos or just little melodies that that i'm throwing all these delays on and um and your pedal board and stuff like that uh yeah yeah, i kind of i love that sort of thing where we go in and there's no pressure to finish a song because we're both trying to accelerate our career so hyper no no i think we're just we we just are messing around when we're doing and that's you know i think um part of what makes that so fun is like not having any, you know, all the creative sort of risk taking you could say mm-hmm. that we're, that we're doing right. Mm-hmm. Like um, it's like high risk, high reward kind of music. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and that, and that's fun. And, mm-hmm. um, but to your point, I think absolutely like figuring out how to bridge that gap and 
um, and this can come in or outside of music, but with music, I think it's particularly exciting when you realize that there's space for what other people are creating within what you're creating or vice versa. Right. And you're like, Oh, this isn't like, we don't have to exist in two totally different worlds. Like we can, we can get along and we're, you know, we're not necessarily like using all the same words, but we are speaking the same language. And, and, you know, we are like, we are working towards the same thing. We're just coming at it from two totally different angles. And so a lot of the fun is, is uh, learning how to put that together. But Mm -hmm. I mean, on, on the, on the music front, like I, I think, I, I honestly think people are, are, are yearning for weirdness at this point. And I, I think that's like a deeper, you know, music philosophy conversation that I'm, I'm happy to have, but, um, I get so much joy out of like, I think you and me both have a hard time listening to like really commodified, just kind of straight up like mm-hmm. pop music that's delivered in, you know, through the normal channels. And you and I both love really finding like odd underground kind of stuff and taking inspiration from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, I think whether or not the average listener realizes it, I think that, you know, nowadays we're, we're looking for something that's kind of got a bit of an edge to it. And, mm-hmm. you know, the overly heavy bass stuff may, you know, maybe that's a, a way to, you know, check one of those boxes or scratch that itch for people, you know, yeah, or yeah, like yeah. kind of an old school, um, uh, old school rock guitar approach, but, but visited in, in a new context, yeah. uh, I think is also is super exciting. So I do, I do love collaborating with you and we got to do that a little bit more. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. What, what, um, what sort of music stuff have you been focusing on? Like, are you doing your, making, oh, man. making more beats? You mentioned you got a piano lesson later, like you just <laughs> yeah. the craft or what sort yeah, of, Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wanted to learn how to, play piano from like a, a purely classical approach to it. I don't, I don't just mean classical music, but I do mean like I'm learning. I I'd sort of, it's funny when you said earlier that you have like more of kind of a classical training on guitar and it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I did take lessons for a while and I had a pretty like, con- you know, concrete structure to learn in for a while and band classes and recitals and whatever else. But um, you know, that was only for, for four or five years or so. And then the rest yeah. of those 15 years that I've been playing, have been just doing whatever I wanted. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I got the good fundamentals in place and with piano, I think I just wanted to take that to another level and, and, um, take a very theoretical approach to it. And beyond that, I think being just, um, conversational in piano, you know, and being able to throw that into, into the mix of other noises I like to create. Uh, it's such a versatile instrument. And so you can yeah. do so much of it. So I think, like I said, just being conversational, being active with it is, is, um, is a ton of fun, but yeah, man, I mean, in terms of stuff I've been exploring lately, there's this, uh, there's this duo, uh, this pianist named Domi and this, this P this, um, drummer named JD Beck. And, and they have a little duo that they, they do really like, really neo jazz fusion stuff and it's really off the wall odd sounding it's just the two of them but it sounds very full and and super rich music yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but also it sounds really super weird you know yeah. and it's like definitely an acquired taste a little bit and i love that and i've also i've always been a huge geek for like i'll call it like pre-60s um 
you know, sort of like Americana music, whether that's, you know, old folk or country music, um, or, you know, early doo-wop kind of stuff, early blues, R&B, you know, yeah, you get yeah. these old, old guys with guitars that like barely look like they're in tune and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, they're yeah, just yeah, playing yeah. out on the porch and whatever, but it's just the, the soul that comes with that music. I love, I love exploring all that stuff. I think, I mean, to be honest, I, I just, there hasn't been anything. There's been some stuff, but the vast majority of stuff that's come out in the last 10 to 15 years, I just like, I get so bored so quickly. It feels like yeah. I've heard it all somewhere, you know, yeah. do you yeah, ever yeah, yeah, feel yeah. that way? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 A hundred percent. Even in, even in the weird bass music scene, which is, at a standard listening to underground bass is already kind of default weird. And now having dived <laughs> into it a lot, it's like, Oh, I'm almost getting like, not bored of it. Cause at the end of the day, I still, there's so many good, there's so much unbelievable good shit that I have no idea about. Right. But right. I've started to notice the same like feeling a lot of times. And so it's almost recognizing that there's weird among the weird is with not just <laughs> having the crazy wobs of the thing, but like the fact, like even with your thing, bringing in this sort of, crazy Led Zeppelin Pink Floyd guitar into some web shit is like there are a lot of people who do the reggae guitar stuff, but it's kind of a different like like people like look at it as a like unfamiliar place in when they're already in an unfamiliar world that is familiar. I don't know how to if I'm yeah yeah um I mean there's I there's, also think is cool. Like it's like to push something that's weird into weirder but it's not actually that weird it's just bridge it's like genre <laughs> yeah. genre creation clashing um yeah i just i that's what i fuck with basically there's there's moment in, in everything that you and i have made together mm-hmm. there's and this goes deep into you know the the philosophy of music creation which is that in, in anything that um in just projects that you and I have worked on as an example, like there's moments in all that, which is um, which the average listener can listen to and and find comfort in moments in there, recognizable sounds, recognizable instruments, Mm -hmm. um, song structures that, you know, they're like, Oh, that's a verse. That's a chorus. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, we try as much as possible to like push the outer edges of that, Mm -hmm. but you've got to, I mean, the reason that you and I, wanted to make music in the first place is because we heard other people making music and we mm-hmm. go, man, that's really cool stuff. I want to make yeah. stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so just because of the nature of that, we're always going to be borrowing from yeah. existing stuff. You know, there's no such thing as like purely new oh, yeah. sounds or music. It's a constant evolution, but yeah. learning how to kind of push the boundaries of that as much as possible while still, you know, and, and the other thing too, is like an instrument, like the guitar Mm -hmm. uh there's only so much you know such a spectrum of noise that i can make out of that you know it's it's you know without totally ruining you know the electrical grid in my neighborhood i I can (laughs) i'm still probably going to sound kind of like a guitar yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) so uh you're you're somewhat limited there but um no i I, there's 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 a lot of different ways that you can take it Mm -hmm. yeah but even with that too that's almost the nice part about quote an instrument or also even um i've discovered this with synth like bassy synth design is that there's um the same way there'd be a guitar and piano or even more um like guitar to violin like staying in the string category for example like there's a couple different sure. ones they're like oh guitar and violin they're very different but they still may have like held longer notes versus plucking feelings or stuff 
Like that's yeah. also the same with there's synths or even the word synth is just far too big. Like, you know what I mean? Right, there's right, like, right, right. You can make a flute out of a synth, but I'm talking about a leading, what would be a leading element. So like a guitar or a vocal or a bass synth in that genre, there's okay. There's the wub thing. There's the hard held. Then there's the, like each of the same thing, but it's kind of like, it almost feels like I've found my instrument or a couple collections of instruments that then the same way you, yeah. may, you may play your guitar in a ton of different ways, or you're going to throw some crazy distortion plug in versus some super clean spacey thing. It's almost, I feel that way within myself is that you're like, Oh, like what instrument do you play? I'm like, I play the laptop, but at the same time, it's um, <laughs> actually, I play like a main leading bass lines in certain ways and then happen to flutter that with a ton of different like yeah. world building basically yeah like that's that's, that's kind of how i that's my i guess philosophy of music is it's world building combined with like driving element and so well, there's a couple of things that you're you're really comfortable expressing yourself with like do you uh like what is it about the lower register the like lower bass tones that you feel like you can uh, express yourself more with you know yeah that's a great question i have actually found and it's okay so i've noticed it when this is the like dancing by yourself in a mirror you know that like just oh, states like do it like you're dancing by yourself in the mirror feeling it's sure. that feeling i feel is the it's the grippingness of it as if it's like you you're like engulfed in it. I like the engulfed. Mm, like yeah, I am, you feel is, like you're in the sound. Yeah, I'm feeling like I'm in the sound. And that's how I want people to listen to my music. And that's how I like to listen to music. Like if yeah. you were to play my shit on the phone speakers, scrolling in, you're like, this is fucking terrible. Like it's like, <laughs> yeah. but, but when, you get, when you get into a, a system or a car and not just in a car playing in, in good car speakers, it's like, turn it all the way up. It is a left, it is entirely a different experience than if the volume is halfway through. And it's, it's that that I think in the expression of it is when I want people to listen to my music, it's, I see it as an experience or a journey, not like a song. And so with that, it's like, if you're going to experience something or go on a journey, you have to be present in that. And so it's that feeling of presence that I think is, I want to bring out in the world and that I've found my biggest inspiration is, and it can be said with, yeah, go. Did you think that there's something like when you're standing in front of the speakers at a show and you know the bass hits you and your whole like you your whole chest, your rib cage is shaking? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's something like um una- not unavoidable. You can't like run from that, you know? Like the song, the the sound forces you to be a part of it. Mm, and yeah. I think, you know, with something I don't know, you you listen to a, I don't know, if, like what's something that's kind of floats on the top, like a bluegrass piece or something, right? Like you can kind of tune in and out of that a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, but with the super heavy bass stuff, like you're sort of forced to be in it because sonically it's literally like moving your body. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, do you, like, would you agree with that? That like, yeah. The, the, 
They don't get to escape the base. Yeah, once it's, it's turned up to a certain level, you're you're trapped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where I go into like the base music. But then there's the subcategories, right? And not only the subcategories of what would be dubstep or something, but like house music, techno, right? There are these other kind of bass, kick drum, built for system type of music. But it's weird that I would have lesser of that feeling towards like even something like house music compared to dubstep, right? The real only actual difference is like the kick drum is the four on the floor versus the like boom, boom, boom. Like, right, right, right. So why it, there's also a weird, a weirdness to my, I think lack of understanding about myself or my interest would be, well, why it's not just that I like, like, there's all sorts of different subcategories of which some of I love and some I'm like, this is just too much or not even too much, but just yeah, kind of macro, yeah. or un- uninspiring or unexciting or so there's still like, but I think that just comes into the musical taste side of it. But I think, so I guess that's something I'm still discovering. That I don't quite know, but something just draws me into certain, but the overall feeling is the, the unavoidable feeling of presence or knowing that when present in this, style i get this like overwhelming involvement in the emotion of that so it can be yeah swag swagger hip-hop like feeling like a boss type shit but it's also gonna be like super sad emotion just like or it can be just cool trippy weird like whoa what's happening i'm like crawling in base snakes like there's a million (laughs) different little sub feelings but it's not that I'm actually attracted to each any of those feelings as much as it's the feeling of feeling something. Um, yeah, yeah, kinda, like, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. But that's also not held to bass music, which is why I don't just listen to bass music. No, I mean, well, one pull. thing that we yeah. do when we make stuff is you uh, on on most of the songs that we've collaborated on, mm-hmm. um, like I like you mentioned before, like there's a little bit of world building going on there. Like you tend to kind of build scenes out of your music and it's mm. more than just like, especially cause there's not typically a lot of lyrical content. Mm. And that's what I think is so there's a hidden like superpower to me, to music without lyrics, mm. which is that the, the person whoever's listening gets to kind of make their own conversation in their head yeah. that goes along with the song, right? Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the content of the music isn't chosen for you you get to make whatever you want it to be if there's no lyrics. And that's like, that's why the love song trope is just so frustrating to me at this point. It's like, I don't care. Like how many more breakups are you going to write about in your songs? You know, I just, uh, I get it. Like I yeah, 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 breakups yeah. suck. I, to- I t- trust me. I totally get it. But like, you know, you don't need another, uh, another album dedicated to how you feel when you're breaking up. Like let's yeah. give the listener a choice. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. we were, we were working on a piece. I remember, um, where you and I were like, you know, we maybe were had indulged a little bit in something, but we were, you know, talking about like, <laughs> let's, let's give this like a kind of a Western, like cowboy thing. Yeah, there's yeah, no, yeah. there's no lyrics. And, and I had borrowed from some, you know, musical um, elements that are kind of hallmarks of that Western mm-hmm. feel or what, or whatever, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that spaghetti Western kind of feel to it. But it was like, you know, I think at one point we added like if the sound of like a horse running in yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the song or something. It was like, you know, there's no lyrics, but you know exactly what's going on. Like you can put yourself there. You know, you're yeah. there's a there's a tumbleweed yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah. rolling across the road and you're like, it's, you know, noon o'clock and you're about to do a shootout with the guy. But yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. I haven't given you any words to describe that. 
I've just yeah. let you know that you're there via the sounds. Mm-hmm. And I think it's my personal opinion that that, that resonates with me and, and what I want to create so much better than like, you know, poetry that just happens to be, you know, over a, over an acoustic guitar backdrop or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And that's true too. There's, I mean, obviously there's beauty in any form of art and whatever, but coming to that point is um, actually literally today, there's a song I've got them trying to release and it starts with these big um, horns, like, and um, Pete (laughs) said to me today, he's like, oh yeah, the intro kind of sounds, there's this bass music guy named Sudden Death. Um, He's like, like, oh yeah, it kind of sounds like more like a Sudden Death intro. It's got the thunderstorm rain, like. Yeah, yeah. But But it's interesting because I didn't, when I got into my car, I was driving and, you know, I'm thinking about what Pete had said about it. I actually listened to this podcast. Um, we got a blanket on the name of it, but he describes all different sorts of music albums, deep, long form. And then he has this other side one that talks about the different emotions of music or long story short, there's an episode on like the sound of like, what does death sound like? And it talks mm. about kind of the history of music in like the OG days, like, whatever thousands of years ago like when people were having these they've discovered upcoming like musical write-ups but it's like the note of d right you come into more sad kind of intense but it's like d, yeah. d flat or flat or whatever it is i don't know what the actual two are but there's two that have become like iconic the same way the western has its you'll you just know when it's got the twang to it and yeah. my he like played a sample of one of the, the songs in this podcast i was listening to and it was it went like mm-hmm and it was the it was the exact same horn element that I had subconsciously done with my thunderstorm. Yeah, yeah. Sound. And the same thing that Pete is like, oh yeah, it kind of sounds like sudden death. And, and regardless of the guy's name being sudden death, he makes a bunch of deathly music. <laughs> and so, um, but it, it's just like interesting connecting all these points of like that accidental feeling of intensity that the intro of the song has, and it comes from that like tension of death. And that like fear yeah. element, which I'm trying to provoke is you hear the song and you're like, oh, okay, what's happening? But um, yeah, it's like there's no words about that. There's no words about anything in there. It's just you know that it's the tension of like fear. Um, and it just comes from the two notes and some world building of these kind of engulfing horns that you're like, oh, fuck. yeah, like, shit's coming. And I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know what does that super well is is film scores. Like if you ever just listen to film scores just by themselves, yeah, um, it's it's it almost is like you could have written it either way. Like you could have written the movie to when it's done right, right? Like you could have written the movie to the film score, mm-hmm. but obviously the film score is probably written to the movie and and yeah, you yeah, know yeah. timed out for various scenes and stuff. But mm-hmm. sometimes when it's done, like when Hans Zimmer absolutely kills it. Yeah. And you're like, dude, that is just so there's no lyrics, there's no nothing, but I know exactly what's going on in this scene. Even if I haven't yeah. seen the movie, yeah. even if I don't know what scene it correlates to, if I have seen the movie, you yeah. just get this feel like music does so much of the explaining for you. And that has a lot to do with like, you know, the the context, the 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 patterns that in Western culture we like get so used yeah. to falling into musically, you know, that's that certain scales are associated with certain moods and whatever yeah, yeah, else. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, man. I mean, dude, those, the, um, the, uh, you ever listen to guys that like the New Zealand all blacks or whatever mm. before the, the rugby games and they do the, the, haka? the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're like, dude, that's scary as shit. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'd be I'd be super intimidated going up against that. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. over you gotta imagine over hundreds of years, they just slowly came up with this art form that's like, how do we make sound without vision, without context, without saying, I mean, I think there are definitely words that are being spoken in the haka, but without, you know, yeah. necessarily like a super overt message. Like, how do we just get this to sound in a way that I know is gonna elicit a feeling out of you? Yeah, and that's, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. dude, that's, that's a, yeah, that's been going on for, for thousands of years for yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it's fun getting a taste of it. Um, like subconsciously, if that makes sense too, like within, and then I guess you're like, people can study this deeply. And then to the point of the movie score stuff, there's a lot of those people who are making the scores are so hyper aware of this, that they, they come on the job and they're like, we know, okay, we see the emotion. They talk to the people. Like, let's create that. I almost think it's more fun. Like, I, I'm just almost blind to it. But, and this is the case with everyone, is you know the feeling, though. Like, when a song's yeah. even just goofy, it's like, you know it sounds, it's just a goofy song or if it's scary. Or if it, <laughs> yeah. um, but I think that's what I love about music as a whole is it's, like, so truthful. Like It doesn't need totally, explaining. Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't need you to know? be... You can just put it out there and you're like, I don't need to justify this. You know what, you know what I'm trying to get across here. Let's just do it. Yeah, 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 exactly. And that's where I think I like the full circle to the feeling of the bass thing is you get that knowing of the feeling more when you're fully present and engulfed in it. And so I've found the beauty in the art of really trying to like engulf you in it. Like the bass noise is like, like it's like a literal. Yeah. I'm being eaten by this base. And so um, that kind of, that's just, I come back to presence. Cause I even think of the song we have where you're like, all right, there's cool intro guitar part, then transformer noises, <laughs> cool intro yeah. <laughs> laser beams. Oh, yeah. Laser beams. Yeah. A lot of laser beams. <laughs> yeah. um, so the laser beam section is fun and everything, but still the intro guitar part or whatever, it's just as presenting. It's not like, I guess it's sure. music wise, but at the same time, it's any music can do that. Um, it's just, I don't know, finding a way to do that context of listening to it, having the right aspects people connect with. Like some people might just love the spacey guitars and that's what brings them into the song. And then they fall into the sure. yeah. laser section. Um, but that's kind of that familiarity combined with the expected and unexpected. I mean, that's music theory, like one-on-one I feel like is. Yeah. Yeah. Just subvert expectations. Chords. But then, oh, now it goes up, and all of a sudden the listeners hooked back in. And you have another four bars, hook them back yeah. in. Like, um, which again, I drastically don't understand that well, but I know, <laughs> the, I know the feeling of it, and I get where it's kind of like keep them comfortable, but push them out of the comfort zone, which yeah. is I think a magical space for any any thing. It's like the feeling is all you need to to be able to go then reproduce it right like you're and i think that as musicians that's really all you're doing is just like chasing those feelings again mm-hmm. um i mean i can speak to that like super directly like there's um you know songs that i've learned over the years where you're like i just want to be able to give myself the feeling of listening to that song all the yeah. time and i'm yeah. going to do it by just playing that by myself yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Like, uh, so the, the feeling's all you need to, to really be able to, and then obviously like a, you know, a knowledge of, of the tools and stuff to make the song, but that comes later. But 
Yeah. Um, have you ever thought about like, does it ever bum you out that your music, it just translates better in, in a live setting versus like, you know, if you were to just send me, it doesn't do justice to listen to the songs just over the phone, like you said, right? If I just yeah. held my phone speaker up, but that's so much of how music is consumed nowadays. Yeah. Like, do you feel like some of the stuff just doesn't, doesn't get the audience because, you know, when you listen to it in AirPods, it's just like, is half of what it is when they go see you live. Or is it like, is that something that's worth embracing and being like, no, listen, if you, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll release my stuff out there on Spotify or whatever, but if you really want to hear my music, you've just got to come experience yeah. it. So I actually, yeah, that's a great, great question on stuff. I actually think that is where the misunderstanding and the beauty of the like DJ scene starts to happen is there's people who, okay, there's a lot of people who like DJ and play stuff, but then there's the reality that no, to, to have a setup and an experience in a big sound system with the proper lighting effects, like in that and more encompassing feeling it's, um, and we've talked about this, like, why would I go watch some person who's just going to play? Like, it's not live. Like they're just clicking play on songs, right? Yeah. 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 And yeah. There's the, that's the kind of a little bit of the demoralizing sort of, Oh yeah. something. And then there's this whole subculture of people, I think quote who like get it, more and not to say sure, you don't sure. quite get it, but in the way of people recognize, oh no, to curate um, a set around this. And I'm very hyper on the world building, but just the like, you know, someone's sound. Like people, sure. come, even if they're all making the same subgenre of music, if you listen to one person's set and then another person's set and then another person's set, you'd be like, you'll, you'd have a preference on whose set you enjoyed for what reasons because yeah. they have a sound. It's like knowing that and combined with this is how it's supposed to be listened to because this is where you just get taken through it at like another level. Um, yeah. So that's almost where too, I still um, crave and enjoy going to shows, even if I've heard their, a lot of their music before. It's like there's this combined mystery of well, what are they actually going to play? Mm. And then on top of that, even if I know the song, it's like, yay, familiarity again. And then on top of that, it's like, also, it's just slapping how it's supposed to. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I do think it's really important. And then there's the, the fun side of that thing, which is exact what I'm in of having a very small following, but feeling like I put a ton of effort into like very high production level sounds. It's like there's almost this little secret mystery world that you can get access to that is what I would consider my world of art. Um, but it's kind of like, it's not just accessible all the time. Like you have to kind of come, like come, join, go look me for on this, come join me on this adventure, essentially. Um, yeah. If people, and slowly, that's how you, I guess, slowly gain a following or whatever is people actually go like, whoa, holy shit, this actually is quite the little thing here. Like I want to go to the next show where I got to tell my friends about this or it doesn't actually yeah. matter. But my point is um, it's something you, and but that's all live music too, is you kind of get this, fun little version of it but it's just as valid i think in the in the dj kind of like you're clicking play on songs but you're also you're taking people through through a world just as you would any other live set i, I those um i've got a, a co-worker that's been to like over a hundred fish shows yeah <laughs> and i was like 
asking him about i was asking him about his favorite song like their favorite song that you have or whatever like i'm not a big fish fan but like get you know get me into this show like there's got to be something if you've been to 100 shows or whatever and he's like dude honestly i haven't listened to a single studio album that they've ever put out yeah and that's that speaks to exactly what you're saying it's not that um they don't release studio music it's just you don't get it unless you're there and you listen to them play a song that one song for an hour yeah. And you're like, oh, I see what's going on. Like, this yeah. is just different. And there's no yeah. way you could have gotten that in the five-minute snippet you hear come on on the radio. Yeah. You've, yeah. you've got to be there. I wonder if there's, um, you know, obviously the pandemic put a huge halt on a lot of that. But, you know, I wonder if there's room for artists going forward to just, like, reject or, or put minimal effort into having their music be commercially reachable whether that's spotify or apple music or you know whatever else radio or you know soundcloud however you want to disperse it um and put minimal effort into that and then focus full-time on just like curating a live audience Mm -hmm. and and just you know having that be your full your full focus i i did an internship with a bluegrass group when i was in college and uh it was super interesting but th- i think that's kind of where those guys wanted to go a little bit it's just it's really hard to do you know it's hard to people to get it's hard to get people to get tickets and come yeah. to your shows and and buy in on something unless they've tested your product already yeah. and listened to your stuff somewhere and been like oh you know what i i need to go see that guy live because i can't imagine how much better it is so yeah, yeah there's yeah. that weird like i don't want to call it a paradox but you've kind of got that like impasse of like well, I need to get my stuff out there at some form mm-hmm. in some easily consumable form so that I get some traction on it. But mm-hmm. really, you're not going to understand the full experience unless you come see me deliver this. Yeah, 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 yeah. The perfect example is actually this Friday, we're going to a show that kind of got swooped into. It's not exactly my style, but um, do you know Excision? <laughs> yeah, 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 so yeah. Excision is like the mecca of Chompy just and he, first off, legend of bass, like have my fullest one thousandth respect. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the sense of like coming to subgenres, he is very much like the leader of like, rhythm, which is like, like it's just a slightly different <laughs> yeah. thing than it's it's intense. But the perfect example is he puts out, you know, he puts out a lot of music, or almost people don't even care at that at this point anymore because he is he put out probably an album, I guess, a couple months ago or something. I'd say maybe as, you know, 20,000, 30,000 plays on per song, something like that. Some songs, but like he has songs that have millions and millions of views. But the point is, is like the streaming of his music is sure. Like, like that's good. He's got listens. But every single night he is selling out 30,000 person venues. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, he's not, he's like, it doesn't even come close to translating it where what's actually going on so from the outside world you're like oh he has got x amount of followers on whatever and this many streams but he will without a doubt 100 sell out the most epic like i literally think he has like he i don't know if it was a world record or something but i remember it was something oh, fucking pete pete was telling me about um his last show he had like the most lasers of any show ever, <laughs> like, like the most lasers, and then this show double down on the lasers, dude. No, he, he has laser. He he has the and lights. Like he has the biggest production, I, I think, ever to exist in humanity. And <laughs> on like Friday, he's like doing more lasers than last time. 
So it's like a, crazy. I'll yeah. send you a yeah. clip of this thing. It's literally, you're looking, you just, it's laughable. Like I look at, we're, we're making jokes all week. <laughs> yeah. He does this thing. He bridges the gap of some just kind of cheesy stuff, but um, like super headbanger type of stuff. And we're kind of laughing about it. But at the same time, we're like, let's just go. We'll, you know, get, you know, party night with the, with the squad. And we'll ha- I don't even care about the music at this point. We'll just go to the back and like, like fucking laser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just let it come to me. Yeah, I don't even care what's about to happen. Let's just fucking kick it there and hang out with Harry who's moving out of the country soon. Like, we'll just have a fun time. But <laughs> yeah. it, speaks, it speaks to the... He's getting more... He's selling more tickets every single night on tour for... He's been on tour for like six years. I don't even... He, he's undefeated. I don't know what's going on. But he gets more people showing up to a show every single night than like most of his songs at streams. And it's like... Right, right. You're like, okay, there's some, something's going on here. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly it's, clearly, it's not Spotify that's driving his, yeah. you know, interest. It's these people that go to the shows and then they come back. And it's like you said, like, they tell their friends. They're like, listen, you can listen to it if you want. But yeah. you yeah. need to come here and watch this because this is a totally different. Yeah. I've yeah. got to believe that exists. I have to believe that exists in, in different genres. And there's... There's new ways to make that happen. I think that the heavy bass focused music, like we were talking about the, at the beginning of this pod, which is that it forces you to be present because it's literally grabbing your body and shaking yeah. you, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, I, and I think that lends itself incredibly well, but it was also the the jam band scene and, and going all the way back to, uh, the stuff that I geek out on twenties and and thirties and stuff. You had these legendary big band jazz um, mm. groups, particularly in in you know black areas of the of the country and um, in parts of cities where you know they never nothing was ever written or recorded. Yeah. But they they just have legendary reputations as just being yeah. the best band to go swing dance to. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's how that all started. Like there was no there's no records of these guys. But yeah. they're legends in their own right because people were like, "Oh man, I was there back in the day when they, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. they when they were all together." And so mm-hmm. there's there's something to that. And I I get a little disappointed when um, I see you know music get like hyper commoditized like that. When you're like, "Listen, I think that we're kind of missing the point of music as kind of the expressive form." And instead, of, it's just become like you know these little sound bites or whatever. But mm. Yeah, there's even people with with TikTok. Um, I've noticed this one producer who I follow, who's he's more of like tutorial producer. He puts out some music and sell he sells beats and stuff. But um, he's one of those kind of more uh, just found his own like business path in that sort of realm. Sure, he makes um, he's one of those like people who keep just consistently goes viral on TikTok with his beats. But I've noticed like his, for example, his basses. It's super simple beats. But the, like when he's doing, he's like playing his little beat live on his piano and like looping it, and people rap over it. He's um, the basses he picks are so like thong thong thong, like super or like staticky eight oh eights that are very essentially all phone driven. Listen, like uh, as, as the producer, I can as a ear of what's actually going on. I'm like so not my style of a beat. It's got yeah. the simple clap and the hi hat, and then this bass that's like super audible, but. I'm listening to it on a Instagram post or something, but it's yeah. that's the audience for it is he's doing it going viral on these social platforms and TikTok, um, which not to say there's anything wrong with that, but it's just a, no, no, no. even a production built for 
the mobile phone versus I have songs where you can't even hear the bass if you like put your ear up to the speaker. But at the same yeah, time, yeah. Like, you put it in a car, it's like, mm, mm, like it's just a different intention too behind how it's meant to be listened to. Did you um do you remember um Joey Charbel? He's uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he raps under the name Seppi now. And yeah. if this if this has an audience whatsoever, people should go check him out. He's he's great. <laughs> um but he he and I were talking, uh we met up like around New Year's and he was like, Man, I don't I don't release anything that's over like three minutes long because mm-hmm. people just don't have the patience for it anymore. You know, like we're so people just are so used to scrolling past, you know, millions of of forms of media a day, you know, just little videos, little videos, little pictures, little videos, little sound bites. And so, you know, people lose focus super quickly. I think the days of like creating a big, you know, epic ballad are honestly, unfortunately, probably over, you know, (laughs) but here again, you've got, you know fish and the grateful you know dead and co and stuff that still have fiercely um fiercely loyal fan bases uh, and they're out here playing one song for 40 minutes at a time so obviously there's an audience for it but i think yeah in terms of approachability like i don't think there's much that's going to be created in the next 10 to 15 years that's going to be you know not easily consumed in a short amount of time with a minimal amount of effort from your ear with, with yeah. listening yeah, uh, yeah. Even though I think subconsciously listeners want to be challenged a little bit more. Yeah. Um, it's just so hard to compete with stuff that's easy to, you know, yeah. shovel yeah, in yeah. your mouth and like keep chewing. You know? Yeah. 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 The, uh, uh, our song, the beach murder one. Do you remember that song? It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like more jam bandy one that we did. It's like, no, no, no lasers, just except one. <laughs> yeah. I think there's only one, which is kind of, it's like my favorite part because it's literally one just like shout out to the wub, but it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like one of them. Um, acknowledging the laser. Yeah. Yeah. It's acknowledging it. Recognize the laser. Um, but no, that song's a perfect example. I genuinely like fucking love that song and can play it in the context of if we're outside on a sunny day having beers and I just snuck that into a mix of some classic rock they wouldn't notice they wouldn't notice no we wouldn't notice if anything it's a great vibe it's like got this uplifting but thing and it breaks into multiple solos or what but again it's maybe 200 views or something but i'm like god damn it it's like frustrating it's frustrating like knowing that something that i find to be like dank separate of us making it or being whatever it's like it's just not in the market or and even like from quote my brand or putting it out there in terms of music style, it's not going to. So it's just for the frustrating part of creating art and music just for the sake of creating it, which I feel like is what I love to do and what you love to do. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing that there's this other side of it, which is okay. Well, once you share it, like, is it going to get traction? We're going to listen to it. And just sort of that, fuck, if you're making an eight minute jam band song, like, People just aren't going to listen to this unless you're, you're not, or unless you are fish or dead going. Even then, I don't even know. <laughs> and if your favorite part, by the way, is is six minutes in, yeah. like nobody's going to get to your favorite yeah. part. You know, yeah, 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 it's yeah. like the feeling that you need to kind of rush into the good stuff because you want to keep people's attention. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. It's tough. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. mean, I've been making these little just guitar playing Instagram videos for like all twelve of my Instagram followers, and yeah. <laughs> The video that got like, you know, uh, a exponentially higher amount of views than I have followers. So I know it was like passed around and whatever. Yeah. 
it's like a cover of this Maroon 5 song. I'm like, man, yeah. really, guys? Like, this is what we... <laughs> This is what we want. <laughs> yeah, 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 was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just joking around. Like I thought this was funny, you yeah, know. And yeah, I had yeah. a bunch of people reaching out to me, like, "Dude, so sick! Can you teach yeah. me how to learn that? Send me the tags." I was like, "Bro, it's like a Coldplay song. Basically, it's got yeah. three chords in it. Like, go go learn it yourself. It's it's yeah. it took me two minutes. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, that's what you guys are interested in? It's I agree with you. It is a little bit of a bummer, but you got to play the game sometimes. And I mm. think. That'll be, um, I don't know, man. Maybe that's what we talk about next time. Is like just how to how to walk that tightrope a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And even just yeah, letting go of it too. It's kind of like fuck the tightrope. Like if we just keep creating, right. keep sharing stuff, and eventually people maybe discover, feel your shit, or don't. And who really cares at that point? If you like again finding the joy, if you find the joy in just making shit anyways, like absolutely. At the end of the day, you're you're winning. So <laughs> absolutely, hundred percent. Hundred percent, dude. Cool. Well, um, we can wrap. We can wrap it there. On you guys got the piano lesson coming up here, but uh, I do have the piano lesson. Yeah, dude. Well, listen. Um, this has been a blast, and I would love to love to keep doing this. So yeah, yeah. you let me know, and uh, we can just kind of stay on this trope or talk about anything else you got in your mind. I, are you doing this on like a schedule? Or are you just trying to talk to as many people as possible? I'm kind of with talk to as many people and whoever, and just do it and right now i've scheduled out things to go out um okay i'm doing it like once a week but i've taught i've already got a bunch scheduled so this would be like later but then there's part of me that's okay well maybe if i have an overload of conversations i could just release them twice a week for a bit or something you know i have no my my, my thoughts just put it out there again i take the um my processes go in we chat then after this it's like export it do the audio, put it in iMovie, and then it's usually split it into like two parts, just so it's more digestible. Same thing. <laughs> Instead of an yeah. hour-long thing, it's people who are just if 20 minutes of it's these topics, and the other 20 are these topics, then title it by essentially whatever the main topic theme is. Um, and then from there, uh, sometimes as I'm just clipping, um, see if there's little sound sound clip bites that might be of of interest. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking like. I might even kind of just start doing like TikTok or some shit. I don't use TikTok. I've never like, I don't consume. <laughs> I, but I don't, I'm like, you don't have I to. I can't consume. be of any help with that, but no, yeah. No, that's I mean, I'm like, there's nothing to, there's nothing to create or consume. It's just I'm like, it's just go release little minute clips on there. And yeah. Yeah. More of like a, so that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, why not just do this? It's, you know, you take a little bit of time after the conversation to just make it digestible in some way by be a, putting it on the podcast site to get distributed. And then uh, so basically that, that's exactly where I'm at with everything is just have a bunch of combos, kind of clip it out. And then I don't know, like you just see what happens. Yeah, I don't even care if people fuck with it. It's like, I fuck with it. Like I was talking <laughs> yeah. about this shit. Like I, it's fun to. I agree. That's, um, it'd be cool to, yeah, do this in like a little bit more of a, of a studio setting just mm. for like the visuals of it too, you know, mm. and, and maybe there's a way to work in some of our creative process on this stuff too. Like, you know, mm. work in little, little snippets of us creating stuff, but we can brainstorm yeah. on that later. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate you having me on Dooley. I'll talk to you in a little bit, man. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, you. Jam, we'll jam soon too, though. We just got to fucking lock in. I got some new tunes that might be of interest. So we, you know. I mean the new tunes, dude. Uh, I mean, uh, the new tunes. Oh, uh, hell yeah. All right. All right. Peace, man.